Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. I'd like to thank you for joining us on our podcast today. I'm Kevin Peerage, and I'll be your host today. And to, today we'll be talking a little bit about uh, youth ministry and uh, the now, how that can impact your youth and your church. Uh, I have with me uh, Andy Hennard. He's from uh, First Baptist Church Standards. Andy, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Uh, you, you've been at First Baptist for about six and a half years, is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about your family. I've uh, been married for 10 years. Uh, it'll be 11 this May. I've got three girls. Laurel is six. Ivy's about to turn four. And Susanna is two months old. And you are a PK kid, right? Uh, yes, I what am. What was that like? Uh, you know, it had it has its perks and its challenges. Um, you know, the I guess the downside of being a PK that you always hear is sometimes you see the ugly side of church that others don't always get to see. But um, you know, you also get to see some of the good that other people don't get to see as well. And so, um, you know, if I had to go back, I mean, I wouldn't change it. Um, yeah. Enjoy being a... Of course, okay. on top of that, you're a UT fan. Yeah, UT <laughs> fan, uh, football season, well, and, and this year, basketball season, definitely. But I, I went to the University of Kentucky, so I, I bleed a little bit blue, uh, especially yeah. during March. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, this year... It's tough to pull against the Vols. I don't, I don't know. They're yeah. doing good. Well, t- let's talk a little bit about uh, your youth ministry and uh, tell me your passion. Um, I mean, I, I, I want I want our students to, uh, you know, I guess you could say get it. I want them to be discipled. I want them to understand and know what they believe. Um, and I want them to also be able to pass that on. And I think that's sometimes where we're missing is sometimes we get it just enough but not enough to want to to share our faith know how to share our faith and so that's something i've been trying to work on a lot lately is how do we really truly disciple our students so that they can disciple others and and build them up and and you know grow the church that way now do you see you you see some trends Mm -hmm. uh you 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 deal with your youth day after day every sunday wednesday nights what what's the struggles that they're dealing with today um struggle what you know they they struggle a lot i think with relationships um you know i think that's a result of our digital age they're friends with everybody, but they're not really friends with anybody. And uh, just over Christmas, we, we did a thing where they could write prayer requests down um, that we were going to pray over and, and kind of had it, little ornaments that they could put on the tree with prayer requests. And I don't remember how many of them uh, were things like, pray for my friendships. Um, you know, I don't have any friends. Pray for me. Um, and, and that was really kind of heartbreaking to think about you know they've got all of these dig this whole digital life but no real friends that they they know about and they're not good in that and that's a real struggle for them to relate to one another to really care for one another Um, and so I think you know their biggest challenges are really all digital 
in nature. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just things caused by living in this digital world and not in the real world. So. Well, I noticed that, uh, I know you had <clears throat> this past Wednesday that you had, uh, you all had a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, for your youth what was that yeah we've got a a student who just got diagnosed with cancer and so we we decided to to take um, the day and to to spend that day praying and fasting for him Um, and so most of them most of them took me up on it Um, and and it was kind of a neat day I don't think other than than maybe a few of our leaders none of them had ever really fasted before not uh, other than maybe a meal uh, but nothing intentional I'm going to give up food for the entire day and spend those meal times um, praying in, instead. And, and we had a great response. I mean, not just my students; they had a lot of their teachers, some of their family um, joined us in in doing that. And so it was really neat um, turnout. And then some of them I, actually they couldn't fast from food. Some of our athletes said, "I'll pass out at practice if as much as we're going to be running." And so they fasted from their phones, oh, uh, which I think may have been harder um mm-hmm. in, in some ways so but yeah. yeah it was just a great great time great day and, and great experience yeah for us well and I, I know that those youth will remember that oh yeah I mean, that they have the uh, first time they've ever experienced anything mm-hmm. like that and to build a build, build some unity among mm-hmm. each other because they're praying for each other and i'm sure they want to they're eager to see what god's going to do the results yeah. and that in itself will be yeah. a, even a bigger impact so yeah. that's great well uh Let's talk a little bit more about what you're doing. I know that D now has been uh, a, 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 a priority that you've done mm-hmm. every year. Mm-hmm. T- tell me what your normal D now weekend would be like. Yeah, your your traditional D now, which we do some of those, and, and we do some. We try to mix it up, but kind of your traditional D now is you split your your students up into um, groups. You know, I, I do age and gender. Um, just depending on the size, I might have, uh, you know, split my middle school boys, middle school girls, and both of those will be at a house. And then depending on, you know, my high school ratios, I might have one, one high school guy house. I might have two. Um, I might have three or four girl houses for, for the high schoolers. just depends on, on where they are. Um, but you'll spend the weekend. You'll have several times where the whole youth group will, will gather and you'll have a time of, of a worship service. Um, usually I bring in a speaker. Some places don't. That's kind of a, you know, there's no right or wrong way to do that. I, I usually just try to bring somebody in that, um, you know, they'll pay attention to because it's different. Um, and I'll bring in somebody to, to do worship outside of our normal stuff, just so it's not routine. They don't just see it as like a normal um, church service. It's it's different. It's special. Um, and so we'll have usually two, sometimes three uh, of those, like Friday night, Saturday night. And then if we have the ability, we'll do something smaller on Saturday morning. Um, and then the whole weekend caps off and ends at church on Sunday morning. Um, we all go to church. And then after the service is over, everybody goes back home. Um, but they'll stay at church members' houses um, in their groups, and then each group will have at least one leader who's going to lead Bible studies throughout the weekend. And they'll do anywhere from four, um, six usually is too many, but but four is usually the perfect number. Five is doable, just a little bit harder um, to, to cram it all in. Um, small group Bible studies that they'll do at their houses. Um, and And then we'll usually try to do 
different some different activities like on Saturday afternoon we've done service projects um, when you hit a certain number that gets really hard to coordinate and plan uh, we've done just other fun things we've you know different um, different kind of events just to kind of be together and to serve or, or do something like that uh, well now why do now uh, there's there's lots of other programs mm-hmm. out there and, and there is a tendency sometimes to stay different do mm-hmm. something different all the time but you do this uh, all the time uh, yeah. every year so why 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 do now why do you keep continue to do it yeah i think one of the advantages of D-NOW, you know, you can go to a conference, you can go to a, a pre-planned retreat, and, and we do, and, and they're great. I think the advantage of a D-NOW is I can tailor it to my students, and if I know something's going on, um, we can, I can either write a curriculum or, or find a curriculum that's going to deal with that issue and let us focus on a weekend uh, of that, and so... Um, you know, we've had times where we've been struggling to get along, and so D-NOW Weekend focused on unity. Um, we've had times um, just struggling to, to deal with um, really doing what God has called us to do. So D-NOW Weekend that year was focusing on surrendering to God in everything that we, we say and do and with our whole lives. Um, and so I think that's the greatest strength of it is you're not— stuck with just whatever you know this retreat center has whatever um, this conference is doing whatever their theme is that may or may not fit what you need um, you you have the complete ability to tailor it um, and, and you know bringing in a speaker I can say would you speak on this subject um, and and you know tailor it even more um, and I think that's the greatest advantage of a denial over a big conference um, you know, it's more work, but the reward, I think, is, is so much greater because you can, you know, speak into your students' lives where they need it most. Right, right. So, and you've definitely seen an impact mm-hmm. since you've been doing this. Yeah, yeah I mean, we've had, um, I think, the past two or three years, every one, we've had at least one student accept Christ um, and, and a bunch of other decisions, you know, recommitments and, and other things. I would say... Uh, probably at a higher rate than camps or um, other conferences and stuff that we've been to. Right. Now, what about outreach? Do you uh, is this a does does the, the youth bring their friends to be a part of this too? Yeah, that's that's a big part of the goal. Um, we'll, we'll have a few visitors. I wish my students would would invite more friends, but yeah, every year we have um, at least a few that don't go to our church aren't a part of it, and and you know it's a great way you know i think it's a it, little bit intimidating but since their buddy is inviting them and going to be there that helps a lot and and so it's just a great weekend to to build relationships and you can bring in a complete outsider and by the end of the weekend they've got all of these shared experiences and they've really built some friendships and and they really belong i think in a lot of ways it's easier than just bringing them to church and getting them plugged in and connected yeah you know, on a, a one-hour uh, Wednesday night or, or Sunday morning where, you know, they don't really have that much free time to, to talk and to meet people. You know, we can do things to force them into groups, to force them to, to talk um, and get to know one another, and, and that really helps with bringing people in and getting them connected. Now, you've made a shift. So the last, uh, well, a couple of years ago, you started doing D-NOW mm-hmm. Weekend, 
at a uh, conference center. Mm-hmm. And, and so why was that any different? Yeah, um, it, it was great. I had just one of my leaders was like, hey, what if we went, you know, and, and did it here one year? And I said, that's a great idea. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so yeah, we came up to here to Carson Springs because it's kind of in our backyard and, and um, you know, great facilities and, and convenient location for us. And um, it, it was really great. You know, I, I the one thing I don't want to do with D now is keep it exactly the same where it's um, I don't want them to just know exactly what we're doing and it just be some sort of tradition. Um, I want it to be different. And so doing a retreat was a way to freshen things up because it had gotten a little stale. Um, you know, we'd done it three or four years in, in pretty much the same way, and we were looking for a way to be different. And so, um, you know, this was going to be a way to really change things up and, and freshen it up. Yeah. So what do you like about having a retreat, you, you personally? Yeah. Um, the biggest advantage of, of doing it as a retreat is convenience. Um, you know, the, the hard part of D now is just there's so much coordination and planning that you have to do. You've got to find um, houses for each group. And, you know, you're trying to do this several months in advance. Well, you don't necessarily know how many middle school girls are going to be there. Um, do I need one house or two houses for them? Um, you know, h- how many uh, of each do I just need to recruit a whole bunch of people and say, I'll put you on standby? Um, you know, but you don't want to do that. And then you've got to call back, hey, I don't need you now um, and, and risk hurting somebody's feelings or, or something. So you've got to do that. You've got to make sure you have drivers to get them to church, uh, from church. Um, to any sort of project or other place you've got to be because if you just have one leader but you've got eight kids, uh, now I've got to find another driver and the house host may or may not be able to help you out in that because they may be, I need to be home, you know, we've got to cook them a meal kind of thing. Um, And so, you know, then I've also got to send parent letters and I've got to, um, you know, make six or eight drafts of the same letter so they know your your son is going to be at this house, your daughter's going to be at this house, and your other daughter's going to be at this house. Um, you know, good luck keeping track of them. Um, and inevitably, I, I always make a you know some sort of mistake on that. I put the wrong leader at the wrong house on that letter, and then I have to send another one. Um, and so doing a retreat, um, we're all going to be here. Um, here are the leaders, um, and here are our phones, and if you need us, you can call anybody because we're all in the same location. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it eliminates days worth of work because um, I always have to I'll populate the, the list and then I have to redo it. And then two days before D now, I get four more signed up and three more back out. And I've got to completely change everything. Going to a retreat, you know, I just however many we have is how many we have. Um, and, and it's so much easier to, to adjust. And so that part, which for me is the hardest part of, of doing D-Nail, um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of eliminated the, the big bulk of, of it. So that's the biggest advantage. I think the other big advantage is just um, they get sort of everything you want in terms of relationship building. They get small group time with a group of their peers, um, but the the one, I think, downside and where, where our students kind of miss things when we do a, a traditional D now is 
they don't always get to hang out with some of their other friends. You know, the guys don't get to hang out with the girls, but for a few uh, minutes at a time. Um, and, and the high schoolers and the middle schoolers are separated. Um, and so doing it at a retreat center, I can mix up the Bible study groups if mm-hmm. I need to. All right, this time, um, you know, some of the high schoolers and the middle schoolers are going to be mixed. Um, you know, we can we can adjust groups because you're not over at somebody's house. You, you know, you don't have to move them back and forth. But also afterwards, um, we can we can hang out. Um, I think the other downside of a traditional day now is they spend so much time driving throughout the weekend. Mm. Um, you know, even if, if the house is 15 minutes from the church, well, they, they may have to drive up to the church two or three times a day um, to do different things. Or they may have, we may do a service project and it's 30 minutes away. So over the course of the weekend, they may spend uh, one or two or three hours driving. Um, and that's, you know, a lot of time not doing something else. Um, and so it frees up a lot of time where we can just have a time to, to get together, to, to you know, play a group game, to do a service project, to, to do whatever, um, just to have a time and, and pray or do whatever we want to do together. It frees up so much extra time, um, and that's, that's one of the other big perks. And you get benefit to spend time with the kids more so, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, normal D-Now, um, I am... I'm going nonstop, but I'm almost never with the kids because somebody's got to set up the next thing, and 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 it's either got to be my leaders or me. But they're all teaching, and I want them to be teaching and leading. Um, and so I'm the one, you know, setting up everything, tearing down everything, making sure everybody's in the right place. Um, and as a result, I'm I'm not really hardly with them during the weekend. Um, you know, if we do a service project, I'm, I'm trying to see them all. So I'm, I'm more just driving around to, to hit a couple of locations or whatever. Um, but, um, yeah, doing a retreat, um, yeah, there's some setup, and I have to step out from time to time to make sure everything's ready. But um, on the whole, I get to be with them, and I get to do what they're doing, and I can sit in on their Bible studies a lot more freely because um, it's not, you know, I've got to stay to 30 minutes after they're done at the church and then drive 15 minutes to somebody's house, and they're almost done by the time I could even get in. I can pop in and, and, and do whatever, and so it, it allows me to be with them um, more than, than a normal one. So how does your youth... Uh, how did they like Dina? I mean, how did they respond to that type of uh, event, yeah. e- either at the church or as a retreat? Either way, they love it. Um, they know D-Now is usually in the spring, and so I'm already getting questions. When is D-Now? What are we doing for D-Now? Uh, you know, hold on. I'm, I'm just now starting to get all of it straightened out and planned and picking dates and stuff. But, yeah, they, they I think more than – most of the events we do, um, D-Now is one they really look forward to. Yeah. Um, and, and they really they love it because of all of the things that it does for them. They know it's just going to be a great week to worship um, and get away. Um, it's a great week to sometimes connect with people in the youth group that they don't really know mm-hmm. um, or, or reconnect or just deepen a friendship. Um, but I think they really look forward to the spiritual aspect as much as anything because they just know, um, you know, even if the material's not perfect, even if our speaker's not perfect, um, they they still get so much out of it that they long for it. And I think because of that longing and that desire to to worship, 
um, God God honors that, and and He really does allow them to to worship and to to draw near and to hear from Him. Um, you know, sort of like a camp would do, but um, in some ways even more than than a camp can. Hmm. Well, now all that you said, you really kind of described what it, what it meant to put together a DNA mm-hmm. weekend, which mm-hmm. is very intense. Mm-hmm. And of course, coming on a retreat seems to be a lot easier. But still, for a small church, this can be very intimidating. So yeah. if you were to uh, give uh, some advice to a smaller church about a D-NOW, what, what would you tell them? Yeah, I mean, there's, you, you know, do it. I mean, find a way to do it. There's, um, there are some great resources out there um, that will provide materials. Some of them are extremely cost-effective. Um, you know, some of them you can buy, you know, for a small group, you can get the materials, print them yourself for, for like 50 bucks. Um, and that's that's a four or five or six session Bible study um, and, and other materials. I've, I've known people who have done it. You know, yeah, they have six or eight kids. Um, and so there's a number of ways you can do it. I mean, you don't have to just do try to bring in a speaker, try to do all this stuff. Um, you know, you can have them over to your house for the weekend. Um, you know, if you got a two-story house, I've and when I was in middle school, we did this once. Girls slept on the top floor, guys slept on the bottom floor, and after a certain time, you did not go up or down the stairs um, for any reason. Um, you know, we would gather during the day. Uh, they would give, all right, everybody be dressed by this time. You must be appropriate, and, and then you could you could hang out and do stuff, but you can do it that way. Um, you know, a lot of these retreat centers will give you, you know, they want to serve you, and I know, like, here at Carson Springs, you want to serve these churches. You're not going to charge them an arm and a leg. Um, you'll do whatever you can to to help them out and to, to get them in here because um, that's part of your ministry is to help churches. Um, one thing we've tried to do one, one year is to you know partner with some other churches and to get some smaller churches involved. Um, hey, you, you're welcome to join us for, for this. Um, and so... Um, that's that's always an option. You know, you might look at a big church and say, hey, could we join you for parts of this? And maybe you do your own Bible study, you join them for the rest. But, um, you know, it's just such a good time to, to have some sort of retreat. Um, the, the benefits far outweigh the cost, um, and not just the financial cost. Yeah, it's a lot of work, um, but, you know, start small. I mean, don't, don't swing for the fences. Um, you know, you don't don't feel like you have to bring in a, a big speaker and a, a huge band. Um, you know, you, you can do something really small um, and, and it be just as meaningful and just as impactful um, as, as, you know, having some giant um, di- disciple now with thousands of students or, or something like that. Yeah. Well, you can and you can get your information about DNow online, right? It's uh, mm-hmm. just to Google DNow.com. DNow. I'm trying to I know there's one called dnowstudies.com. I think there's one called disciplenow.com. Um various other, you know, especially student ministry websites, a lot of times they'll have a, a disciple now curriculum or they'll just have like, you know, four and five session Bible study curriculum. Um you can get them from Lifeway. Um, I've got I've gotten them from pretty much all of those, and I've written my own. I've kind of done it all, um, and so it just kind of depends. But yeah, there's a lot of good material out there. I'm trying to. I know one of them. I think it's like D now, 
curriculum.com. One of them, it's it's really affordable. They'll even give you like t-shirt artwork for free. So if you mm-hmm. want to print a shirt, you've got the graphic and you just, you know, any uh, printing company can, can take that, put your name on it, and you've got a t-shirt and it took you maybe five minutes to design and you don't have to hunt through a, a ton of other things. But um, And that's included in their, their studies. You just print them out and they charge you based off of how many students you're going to have. And it's it's I don't even think it's five bucks a kid yeah. kind of thing. So, uh, but most of the time, it's it's about no more than ten dollars a student um, for materials. Um, you know, a little bit more if you want t-shirts. And some of these companies will even provide you with t-shirts for uh, pretty cheap. Um, and so, yeah, it's 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 affordable. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you know, food for the weekend. Um, I've always found most of my house hosts. I I'll like here. I'll I'll buy the food for the weekend. No, let us make that our gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they'll provide some of the food, um, and, you know, as much as you need, you know, do breakfast and a lunch for the kids. And so that's that's an easy way to save some money. Then we can do, you know, a couple cheap meals at the church for dinners and, and be done. Um, and so I can usually keep it, you know, fairly affordable um, for them. Right. Well, Andy, thank you for sharing about your passion for your your ministry as well as uh, how D-Now has made a impact uh, at the church within your youth and even D-Now weekends. I think that's this is going to be very important that people were, are would be very interested in and be able to use something like this to not only disciple their own youth, but also as an outreach to their community. So thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Uh, if, please come back and fill in next time as we uh, uh, touch on another topic. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you again. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.